0: The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons.
1: Well, thanks so much for joining us here on National Girls and Women in Sports Day. We have a special forum and podcast for you today, and I've got four members of the Rays and Rowdies. Uh, Joining us from the Rays is Vice President of Media and Communications, Deanna Ward, Manager of Ticket Sales for the Rays, Jeannie Drury, and from the Rowdies, uh, marketing manager, Alexis Sutton, and youth development manager, Sam Ishi. Thanks to all of you for joining us on this day. First, let's uh, get an idea what this day means to each of you.
2: Deanna? You know, f- for me, it's it's just a, an opportunity to t- kind of reflect on, on the past and also think about the present and the future. Um, there are so many trailblazers be- before us, and so I'm thrilled to be I'm here with the Raising Rowdies and and these wonderful women and all the other women who are who are uh, working in our organization. And we're paving the way for that next generation. So that's what it really means to me. Jeannie?
3: Yeah, I think it really instills confidence and truly encourage women to realize their full potential um, and go after their dreams. So I'm really excited to be a part of this. How about you, Alexa?
4: I think it's just important to shine light on the organization, the women that work here, show others what's possible. It's just kind of a unique day and opportunity to do so.
1: And Sam?
5: Yeah, it's a great day to be recognized. It's an incredible opportunity to be a part of this organization, to be in this position. As Deanna said, it there's so many trailblazers to, in the industry and to be kind of at the start of that and just pave the way for girls and women who want to get in the industry. It's its incredible that it gets highlighted on this day.
1: Speaking of that, I'm kind of curious how each of you got involved in sports. Sam, Since uh, what led you to this and was it a path you wanted to pursue all along?
5: Absolutely. So growing up, I think we all go through wanting to be different things growing up it reached a point in high school where I was like, I think sports is kind of where I wanted to be. It started as athletic trainer. It got in the idea of wanting to be a lawyer and kind of being a sports agent. And then as through, I went through college, I just realized more and more those weren't really the paths for me and working for my athletic department. It real, I realized that I want to be in the, in the front office. I want to be the person kind of behind the scenes working in the sports industry and After graduating, found my way with the the Rowdies and Rays organization and just haven't looked back since.
1: Alexis?
4: I would love to say that it's always been (laughs) what I knew I would do. Um, I grew up loving to play sports, always loved to watch sports. I think I like to be creative and be around people, and then I just kind of fell in love with that is sports. It gives you the ability to do all of those things in one place, so... Yes yes and no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jeannie?
3: Um, I always wanted to work in sports. I played softball and basketball growing up. My family's very big into sports, so I knew that sports was the direction I wanted to go. I just didn't know what capacity that looked like. Um, so I had a few different internships and and ended up going towards sales um, and really found a passion for that so. Um, yes, sports has always been in my blood, and absolutely what I've wanted to do.
5: How about for
1: you, Deanna? I think you're the newest member of the organization of this of this group.
3: That's right. I,
2: all are uh, the others are veterans. I'm the newbie. Yes, um, and so my my uh, journey was a little different. Um, you know, I played sports, um, and you know, ran track, and and did all that you know things like that. But you know what I think really kind of connects me with sports is the the relationships, and you know even to this day I won't say how many decades ago when I was in high school, but I'm still connected to those young ladies that I was involved with in sports. And so now years later, you think about the connections and the and the type of positivity that comes with sports, and the smile that comes on your face when you think about going to a Razor Rowdies game. You know it that's those types of stories that come out of that, which is what I love to do is storytelling. Uh, my background is in journalism. So it all kind of connects in a in a very different way.
1: So let's start with you on this one, Deanna. What led you to the Rays and, and for each of you to the Rays or the Rowdies organizations? Because you took a, a, a totally different path. In fact, you were most recently with uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters, right?
2: That's right. And in fact, that's how it all got started, to be honest. My my first career, I was in television for almost 20 years um, and lived in different places and moved to Florida. And that's where I first connected with the, the Raisin Rowdies. And it was through working through the nonprofit, actually. Um, you know, we are very uh, much about giving back to the community and making sure that staff members have a chance to have time off for volunteer work. We invest in those types of things. And that's how I got connected to the Raisin Rowdies and really saw that type of connection they were building and making sure they're empowering the community. And so now it came back after working with Big Brothers and Big Sisters and seeing that connection. I to take some of those things and now have a chance to work with the Raising Rowdies in this capacity. It really uh, just, it was, it was a kind of a perfect storm of, of everything that i love to do, the storytelling, the community service, the, the relationship building. And that's why I'm
3: so proud to be here.
1: Jeannie?
3: Yeah, uh, so I, I knew I wanted to work in sports, but I didn't really have a set location or anything. So honestly, I applied anywhere and everywhere um, and ended up getting like an inside sales position here with the Rays uh, back in 2015 and have kind of worked my way up since. And I think what's not only led me here was just uh, kind of applying and kind of figuring out where I wanted to go, but uh, what's kept me here is like the family that we've built and, um, the, like my coworkers are like my family. Uh, we spend more time together than I probably spend at home. So, um, that, that's, what's really kept me here. Like the culture and everything.
1: And Alexis,
4: I actually am from Tampa Bay. So I grew up, um, raised and Rowdy's fan. Um, I can think back to sitting at a game, a Rowdy's game when I was in college, and there was a, a woman that worked here and she came up and just asked how we were doing, if we enjoyed it. And I remember thinking, I would love to do that. True story. And I would say about two weeks later, I was thinking about making a, a career change, a job posting for the Rowdies, almost like meant to be. I applied and here we are. So it started out as a fan, just loving the score. And then fell in love with the organization the culture and the people and i think it's that much more impactful now to work here starting as a fan too
5: sam yeah so i'm born and raised in in tampa myself so after college just i moved back home and and similar to Jeannie, was just putting my application anywhere you know putting in my resume was really looking on teamwork online and just happened to come across that rowdy's job posting started out in the, in the ticket sales department, put in, you know, my, my application and was lucky enough to, to get chosen to start working for the organization, but grew up uh, as a fan. uh, And it was just a kind of full circle moment to, to start working for the organization.
1: So we've got half Tampa Bay natives and half (laughs) who are relatively, uh, I wouldn't say newcomers, but certainly didn't start out here. So what do you guys each enjoy the most then about being um, with the Rays and rowdy, starting with Sam.
5: Oh, well, I'm like I said, full circle moment. Growing up in the area, grew up going to to raise games, and then of course when the rowdies reappeared in, in 2010, going back out to to see rowdy's games, seeing professional soccer. Like growing up playing the sport myself, you know, my my dad took me to as many professional games as possible because it's inspiring, especially as an aspiring athlete and wanting to go play in college so to to work for the organization for uh, who I grew up being a big fan for it it's really that full circle moment and now I get to hopefully inspire new fans and keep current fans and just it's an, it's a family it really is and to be a part of this family is, is truly something special
1: Alexis
4: I really think you can feel lucky if you take a step back here and look around the people that we get a chance to work with being a part of this community, what's known as Champa Bay, and being an, a part of that too. I think it's exciting, it's fun, but really it's the people and the culture here that make you want to stay, that make you really not want to look elsewhere for anything because it, it is great to be here.
1: How about you, Janie?
3: Yeah, not to totally
4: echo what they're saying, but it's
3: really um, like how coworkers have become family. Uh, the different community efforts. I think in sports, everyone comes together for like one common goal and, and that's rooting for your team and winning. Um, and I think that that's just such a fun team atmosphere. And it's not only out in the crowd and, and on the field, it's also uh, in the office and we have the team atmosphere there too. So the culture um, makes it really exciting to be here.
1: How about you, Deanna? Yeah, oh, I want to kind of echo
2: what Alexis was saying. It, it's funny because I, I remember going to a game um, and I was with my kids and this is before I worked for um, the organization. And my kids are like, they treat us like VIPs and I was like, they do, it didn't matter where you were sitting. It didn't matter. If you, when you walked in, um, you just felt like you were part of something bigger. And so it goes back to culture. Um, you know, not only what we see in the community, but internally our culture. And so, uh, you know, having that opportunity to be a part of, of something kind of bigger than us, right? I think that's what, what it all go, goes back to. And it's funny, I was when I was telling my parents, I, you know, I got this job. I'm so excited to be a part of this. My parents live in Kansas. And um, all of a sudden, now they're like, you know, maybe we will move to Florida. I'm like, it took the Rays and Rowdies for you to kind of decide that. So um, there's just a special pride about being a part of our team.
1: And Deanna, you mentioned your kids, Um, you know, obviously you're a role model for them, but I'm curious for each of you, do you see each of, you know, each of yourselves as role models for other girls or women here on National Girls and Women's Sports Day?
2: you know it's interesting um when i was in college about to go to college and i told um someone outside of my family what i wanted to do and it was actually in television i wanted to to be in television and someone told me you can't because that's not what girls do and and so i i heard that and i listened and i ignored that person because i knew what i wanted to do and so maybe that's that's the story here is that you may get some no. You may hear from people who say you can't, but you ha- have that passion, um, especially for our young women out there, you know, go for it. I mean, look at everybody on this panel who's, who's a part of this discussion um, and, and how they were able to, to move in, on in this role. I have a 10-year-old daughter and a, and a 10-year-old son and a, a 12-year-old daughter, and I want to tell them there's so many options out there. Don't let no keep you from trying. And if that's what you want to do, go for it.
1: Jeannie?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think that I definitely see myself as a role model and all of us as role models to get to where we are um i think that it kind of goes back to just really having that confidence and and realizing there's so many different opportunities out there so many different positions within sports Mm -hmm. Um, that was something i didn't realize at first until i had a few internships and i was like wow there's so many different departments there's so many different avenues i can go Um, and i think that it's just really great and shows that all of us on this panel right now um, have gotten here and there's endless opportunities
1: how about you, Alexis?
4: I would I would like to think so. I mean, I think that we are we're paving the way. I know you always hear that saying, have a seat at the table. I think it's okay to sometimes go get yourself a seat and put a seat at that table if there's not a seat for you. So it takes being a bit bold, um, kind of putting your, your neck out there and going for it. But I think the more women that do it, the more faces that young women see, the more it becomes something that's attainable. So...
5: Right. sam absolutely i think we all like to think that we're, we're role models in this industry as we're slowly seeing more and more women have as alexis say a seat at the table in this industry but don't be afraid to reach out i i believe we're all on linkedin we want to be role models because it took a mentor for me mm-hmm. to kind of help pave the way and we all want to be that for the girls looking to get into the industry and just don't be afraid to reach out because we're here to help. It's absolutely helpful to kind of have someone already in the industry. As Jeannie said, there's so many different departments. It's a lot to navigate exactly where you want to start your career. So it's important to reach out, make connections, and you never know where those connections are going to lead.
1: you brought up an interesting point that you had a mentor. In Deanna's case, she didn't going into television. So for maybe the rest of you, who were your mentors? And and do you now mentor others that are looking to get into the field, Sam?
5: Yeah, so I actually in college had, I had an internship, not a part of the sports industry, but I had a mentor uh, she was kind of a manager in the in the sales department that I was in and it was just she just really took me under her wing of you know sales is pretty much a, a male dominated industry and in, in any space and it was just great to see a female leader and kind of learn from her of just really having always wanting to have a seat at the table and it really took her to lean on of How do I navigate? How do I navigate getting into an industry that is very male dominant and just her words and wisdom just help pave the way? It's it's extremely beneficial to, I would say, to have a mentor. And and if you don't, just it's great to try to connect and find one. And LinkedIn's a great uh, opportunity to do so and just hope that in time, if anyone connects, I would be happy to be a mentor as, as well.
1: Alexis, how about you? Who is your mentor? And do you mentor others now?
4: I think I actually found more mentors when I was here, when I was actually in the industry. It's funny enough that Jeannie, Jeannie, I'm gonna give you a quick shout out that you're on this call. Um, Sam and I both started in the sales side and I remember starting and seeing Jeannie in a leadership role. So she was a manager. She was one of the few women in that department. And I remember looking whether you know it or not Jeannie and saying, okay, okay, this is possible. There's women that are in these higher roles, obviously Deanna seeing a VP and things like that. I think you just have to see it. You have to talk mm-hmm. to women. There's some great podcasts that I found actually where you can listen to women in sports and things like that. So once you're here, I would say, don't stop looking for mentors when you're in the industry. I think it's just as important once you're in to continue to learn and grow to find to find other women too.
1: How about you, Jeannie, since you already uh, found out you're mentoring someone
3: you didn't know? (laughs) Yeah. um, Well, first, thanks. I I didn't know that, but um, I think that's why it's important to have women in leadership positions, um, especially in a male dominated industry. Um, And and being able to see that and having younger reps come in and say, like, you know what, this is possible. I can get to that point one day. Um, It's really important. I didn't really have a mentor um, when I was getting into the industry. Um, I saw a couple of people through different internships where I was like, wow, like that. She's really great. I want to get to that position one day, but um, never really had that mentorship. Uh, but I absolutely look to mentor people now um, and help them get to that step as well.
2: And, and I will say it, it never ends. Right. No matter where you end up. You could, not only can you be the mentor, but sometimes you learn as much from your mentee. And so that learning, continuing to grow, is is so critically important, um, no matter what industry you're in. So, um, it, and it's it really is a give and take.
1: I think anyone listening right now is getting a lot of good advice and learning a lot. I've got daughters who are 13 and 15, so if you're speaking to that teenage audience and they may be listening or their parents may be listening, what advice do you give for those who are considering a career in sports um, and what are the greatest challenges? Deanna, you wanna start with that since you've got kids maybe close to the same age? Right.
2: I. What, and even at my age now, I say, be a sponge. You know, soak up as much as you can. You can learn a little bit of something from, from whomever you're talking with and not be afraid to ask questions. I think that's why I ended up in journalism, why I'm in the role now. Um, I ask a lot of questions and that's how you learn. And so don't be afraid to ask the questions. Don't be afraid to say, hey, dad, what, you know, let me connect with this mentor. I've been really, you know, checking her out or something like that. You know, they might reach out to you and say, can you help me find a mentor? So not being afraid to do that, um, you know, and sometimes for people who may be a little shy, they're like, I don't want to put myself out there. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to. And it's okay. You'll make mistakes. You may ask different things, but it's okay because that's how
1: you learn and grow. How about you, Jeannie?
3: Yeah, the advice I typically give is be bold and then also like, Don't be afraid to go outside your comfort zone. For me, I never wanted to be in sales. I never thought I could do it. I was like, oh, I have to make a bunch of phone calls all the time. I can't do it. But I I stepped way far outside my comfort zone and uh, I fell in love with it and it became one of my passions. So don't be afraid to go outside your comfort zone. Be bold. Um, Take that seat at the table. Alexis?
4: I would say just to echo what they both said, just go for it. Be open-minded. One thing that I think I've learned, and I'm sure Sam would agree too, it's very important to not get stuck in just what you do. So be willing to learn from all the other departments. Go and sit in on maybe a meeting that you don't think you have any knowledge in and learn because that helps you grow and kind of figure out what you may or may not like. So don't pigeonhole yourself if you think, I think just sales and don't look at the marketing side or any of the other sides, it's worth, you owe it to yourself to look and see, um, kind of all of the departments. I think that's important.
1: Sam, what do you think?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Just to echo everyone
5: has said so far, and you can be on a, on a set path, but it's okay to, to wander from that, from that path a little bit. You really to echo Deanna, it, you've got to have the willingness to learn and ask those questions, really step up, don't be afraid ask the hard questions, because that's how you're going to learn and how you're going to learn and succeed and further yourself and kind of wander around that path. So, you started in sales and I just took the step of asking more questions, learning from different departments, and it led me in a different path that I didn't expect, but a path that I'm very excited to be on, led me to a different department to kind of continue my career and further it. And that all starts by just having a seat at, at the table that we we keep saying and it's and it's important lesson to to live by
1: you know for for all of you the past have been unique um and i'm sure there are moments where it hasn't been perfect what are maybe the greatest challenges that you faced and maybe an example of how you overcame something as a woman in in the sports world sam you want to start
5: absolutely it, it, it's hard work. I, I think we can all say we we work long hours, long long weeks, but it's it's always rewarding at, at the end of the day. But it it is long hours. You got to be willing to to put in the work. But when you do, it's extremely rewarding. I mean, something too that uh, that I've had a, a challenge in the industry is sometimes seen being seen as a as a young female. Uh, you really have to just assert yourself in the in the conversation. I, I deal with a, a lot of men coaches and, and you know, they, they see me as a young female, as I said, and they kind of just sometimes don't want to take you seriously, but but don't let that deter you. Uh, it's something I, I live by that I'll be like, okay, you you underestimate me. Well let me kind of prove you wrong. So don't be just have confidence, don't be don't be afraid and that that's definitely a, a challenge that, that I deal with, but I, I let it not be a challenge. I let it okay, kind of have a fire. And me to be like, okay, I'll prove you wrong. I'm, I'm respectful, but knowledgeable, and we'll, we'll come to an agreement that, you, that you'll see that, and you'll, you'll get out of your head that just because you see on the outside that I'm just a young female that really have knowledge like they do, and we can, we can learn from each other.
1: How about you, Alexis?
4: I think there will likely be a time for every young woman when they're in a a meeting or a conference and they'll look around and see that there's no one that really looks like them that you'll be probably the only woman in the room and you have to be okay you have to be confident you have to be able to speak and hold your own at the table at the conversation so i think that's that's a challenge but it's the only way to really grow so you can look at it as a negative or you can look at it as a positive if you're the only one there because then you give yourself a chance to speak and and make yourself heard so
3: janie I think that's been my biggest challenge right there is I've always been a little bit more reserved. Um, So going in those meetings and and sitting at a table of all men um, has been intimidating for me to then speak. Um, But I think to Sam's point, like being assertive and knowing that I do have a voice, I am at that table for a reason. So um, being assertive and, and putting myself out there and, um continuing to do that and and showing the confidence that I do have I get they nailed it I mean and and it goes back to confidence and and
2: when you do walk in that room there's a there you have to have that a little swagger sometimes right ladies um and and because we're there for a reason not because we're female but because we know what we're doing and so really kind of keeping that in mind, um, there are going to be challenges, absolutely. Um, but if you have that inner strength and you're like, okay, that, that might be the challenge. But I tell you, intelligence and knowing what you're doing and have, you know doing it with a smile often can, can take everything else away, right? So that people will come to you not just because of of you being female, but because they know you know what you're doing. So it really does come back to that.
1: I think that you and Sam brought up some interesting points about, you know, how you handle a challenging situation. Do you remember anything specifically, Deanna, where you, let's say, disarmed someone because maybe they underestimated you, but you were able to kind of find a way through that?
2: You know, sometimes you might have a a conversation on the phone. And so their expectations may be one thing. And then when you go into the room for the meeting, they're like, that's that's not what I expected. And sometimes I'm not sure what they were expecting. But what what they come away with is, I, you know, hopefully that I'm a kind person that um, that I am, you know, know what I'm doing, that I can offer whatever they need in that particular um, instance or whatever, what they're looking for. And so I think that's, again, kind of where it comes back to Um and I and I tell my daughter this. You know, you may not always um, people may not understand where you're coming from at the very beginning, but you got to be comfortable with who you are. And it may take them some time, and they may not come all the way around. And and you have to be okay with that too. But again, it goes back to having that confidence in, in who you are.
3: Jeannie, what do you think? I agree. I think confidence is key in all of it. Um, walking into that room and and really being 100% you. Um, and that that's all you can bring to the table is, is you. So um, being confident in who you are can can go a long way. Roxas
4: Yeah, I think it's confidence is key as we're <laughs> learning. Um, but be yourself. I mean, stay true to who you are. Don't feel like you have to be someone else or something different to fit a mold. I think that's, that's also important. So Be true to you and and what you want to bring to the table, and you'll be fine.
0: Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples because this isn't just any vacation, this is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
1: Sam, let's try to advance the conversation a little bit too. How do you hope the, you know, cause you mentioned, let's say the challenges of maybe some, a coach um, and that may be one example, but how would you hope to see the industry change in the next 10 years, the next 20 years um, so that it's even better in a better environment not only with the Rays and rowdies, but for all sports teams and organizations?
5: Yeah, I think what's great is media is changing the landscape. I think young boys are now seeing these women in leader, higher leadership positions and just even just recognizing more of women's sports and seeing that I don't think gender matters as much anymore. So that I feel that's going to be the biggest change is the landscape of everything, the connotation that this isn't just for boys, it is for boys and girls. We're seeing football, the growingness of girls getting into the sport. you um, are seeing basketball grow. We're seeing soccer grow. It, it's incredible how the industry is changing. Media has a big point of that. And now these young boys who are going to grow up to be men in, in time are going to see an industry of it just not being males anymore. They're going to have colleagues and they're going to compete with women because there's gonna be more women in the field because it's just changing. We we, we talked about trailblazers and those trailblazers are really paving the way for these young boys to grow up and see that this isn't just for boys, it's it's for boys and girls now. Alexis?
4: Yeah, I'll say one of my favorite things um, in the office between Sam and I, we'll have LinkedIn up and she'll kind of wheel over or I'll wheel over if we see someone got promoted or someone is now a first time manager, little things that you don't even realize are that impactful, but we're talking about it. We're seeing it just kind of to echo what she says. It means a lot. Um, I think my goal is while this day is great. I love the national women in sports day. I hope that it becomes so normal that there are so many women in the field that you don't really think otherwise. You don't think twice if you see a woman, because that's just how it is. That's what normal is now. So
1: Jeannie.
3: Absolutely. I agree with that. And I think that we've seen a lot of change in the last, even just few years, there's a general manager who's a woman, there's um, minor league coaching staff and head coaches that are women. Um, so I think that that's really great and it is changing and getting better. Um, to Alexis's point, I hope one day that we don't have to have um, a, a day dedicated to this because um, it's just so normal, but I would hope to see maybe some female uh, coaching staff members in the MLB one day. Um, that that would be pretty cool. So,
2: you know, I hope it starts uh, <clears throat> when when they're young. You know, starting early so that when when we're talking about career day, you know, I, I often go to the Great American Teach-In. And so that's a chance for kids to learn about different careers. Wouldn't it be great for them to see someone and hear about women um, owning the team and you know being the GMs and all those types of things and you starting young so that when they're going to college, they're, they're looking at all of these different things um, and different things behind the scenes that you may not have heard about. And so again, 10, 20, 30 years from now, we're gonna say, remember way back when When that was an anomaly and now it's normal it is the norm it's something that we see i mean i remember in television where um they back when i first started and it was such a big deal when we there was a female um play-by-play announcer and it was like oh my goodness and now we're like that's that's what we do and so we want to make that part of the normal conversation when we talk about um, girls and women in sports so i'm excited for the whatever the class of 2020s, whatever it is, you know, 20, 30 years from now, they're like, yes, we we were planning to do that. We we're gonna own the team. We're gonna be the general manager. We're gonna be the coaches because that's what we we aspire to do.
1: And, and let's hope we are there, you know, in a shorter time than 20 years from right. now or whatever right. it may be. But I'm also curious, is there an area of concern that needs to be addressed at a at a greater speed that you each of you would like to see improvements made? Not necessarily, with the razor rowdies so it could be just in any form of industry deanna
2: you know i think on the business side you know what does it take to invest what does it take to you know have the capital to buy a team and to own a team and all of those types of things you know that business acumen you know making sure that that you know we're talking about the place at the table what are we doing to make sure that we're empowering um, young women so that they have the the backing to be able to do those types of things? So that's one of the areas that I really am excited that, you know, maybe we'll see more, um, uh, you know, growth in, in, the, in the coming
1: years on the business side, too. Jeannie?
3: Yeah, I think it's like in leadership positions. Um, we're all in leadership positions on this call, um, and I think we do a nice job of that. but um, continuing that growth of seeing women in leadership positions. Alexis?
4: Yeah, I would echo what Jeannie said. Leadership, seeing that is key. I would like to see two, as kind of Sam has touched on a little, in, in the coaching side and in, in the manager mm-hmm. side. That's, that's an area that you really, I mean, if you see one, that's a big deal. So mm-hmm. I would like to think that, Years from now, that's another area. I think that will take a little more time on the player side, and that's okay. But that's something that I would like to see eventually.
5: Sam, oh yeah, just have to completely echo, echo that. I, we've all touched on it. I mean, it'd be incredible to see women on the coaching side—not even just coaching women, but coaching men. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see men coach women. Why can't we have women coach men? So that—that's something on the, you know, on the on the player side, you know, that's part of the industry. There's the, the business side and the, and the player side. And it'd be great to see on the player side. And then as we touched on, on the business side, to, to see women in higher positions, it's it makes such a difference to just, because if you see that, then you're like, I can do that. It, it just shows that you can attain that better when you see another female in that position.
1: And as we wrap up this call, uh, and we'll start with you here, Sam, what's maybe one thing that you hope that someone takes away from this conversation today, um, uh, going forward that can help them.
5: Absolutely. For them not to be afraid to speak up. I think that's something we talked about confidence and, and just being confident to have a seat at the table. I think that's a, that was some of our, our biggest themes that, that we were talking about today. And it's been wonderful to, to be on this call and, and hopefully just take away from that. Confidence is, is key. And don't be afraid to step outside your comfort zone to have that seat at the table, make connections. Don't don't be afraid to, to reach out. There's a lot of women now in this industry, we hope for more in the future, but they wanna help. We wanna help, we wanna help you get on your, on your feet, starting your career and don't be afraid to reach out because we wanna be a resource for you.
1: Alexis?
4: Yeah, I would say just be willing to learn, be you, have fun. There's a reason that we work in sports. We want to have fun. This can many days not be a job as much as it is just being and enjoying what you do. So find what you love, be you, be confident, go for the job.
3: Jeannie? Yeah, we, I think I can speak for all of us on here. Like we want to help you all get to that position, to these positions that we're in. So please reach out. Um, We want to be those mentors for you um, and answer any questions that anyone might have.
2: And I I would say you can have the love of the game and the love of what you like to do, whether it's marketing, medical, um, the law, you know, name it, there's some place for you in sports and you get to enjoy sports at the same time. So don't let um, maybe some of the traditional jobs Um, keep you from taking your passion for sports and taking what you are really good at as well and combining it, because I think that's what all of us have done.
1: Certainly have. And I appreciate each of you for being part of today's conversation. Deanna, Jeannie, Alexis, and Sam, thanks to everyone for listening. And thanks for being with us on National Girls and Women in Sports Day. Thanks so much for listening. We will chat with you soon.